I'm Amanda Leitner, and welcome to Rochester Rising, where I amplify the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 177 of the podcast today. So today on the show via Zoom, I'm joined by Tanya Eden Pinguero and Juan Pablo Higuera. Both are research associates with HACER, which stands for Hispanic Advocacy and Community Empowerment Through Research. HACER is the only Latino research nonprofit in the Midwest. It was launched in 1988 and performs research on community needs to help design and develop programs that help people thrive in Minnesota. Hasir's programs are focused around education, empowerment, health, leadership, and entrepreneurship. So on the podcast today, we talked about Tanya and Juan Pablo's passion for their work, the mission of Hasir, how they've adapted during COVID-19 to reach community, and we talk a lot about Hasir's pilot program in Rochester called Criando Ando. This program will launch in June with the mission to instill self-confidence in entrepreneurial thinking in Latino entrepreneurs through design thinking methodologies. So there are still spots in this upcoming Criando Ando project. If you are an aspiring Latino entrepreneur or an entrepreneur in the community, consider joining in on this free program if you're interested, the way to get started is to fill out the survey that Hasir is offering. You can find a link through, for that survey in our show notes, as well as at, through Hasir's website at hasir-mn.org. And you can find links to that, to both the survey and Hasir's website in the show notes that go along with this podcast. So check it out there. This is also a very special podcast for Rochester Rising because it was recorded both in English and in Spanish. So it was very fun to be able to do this. Uh, so you're in for a real treat today. You can find the Rochester Rising podcast wherever you listen in to podcast content. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify and in our YouTube channel. We have a channel just for our podcast. So listen in however best suits you. You can also find our podcast along with other article and video content to amplify stories of Rochester entrepreneurs on our website at rochesterrising.org. Rochester Rising is the storytelling arm of Collider, which is a 501c3 based nonprofit located right here in Rochester, Minnesota that supports entrepreneurs through space, storytelling, events, and education. All right, so now on to the podcast today with Tanya and Juan Pablo with Hacer. Well, thanks to both of you for being here today. And yeah, I'll just have both of you introduce yourselves um, so people know who's joining us. Hello, everybody. My name is Tanya Eden Pinedo. I'm 27 years old. I am a research associate from Hacer. If you guys haven't heard what ACER stands for, it's Hispanic Advocacy and Community Community Empowerment Through Research. And I'm super happy to be here. Thank you, Amanda, for having us. Hi, Amanda. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Juan Pablo Higuera. I'm a research associate from uh, at ACER as well. I'm 30 years old. I'm originally from Colombia. and very, very excited to be here with you, Amanda. I'm excited to talk with both of you today via Zoom. Um, and I always like to start out asking everybody where they're from and how they originally got to Minnesota. Oh, and I forgot before we get started too that, you know, we're doing a special 
podcast today where we're having a podcast both in English and Spanish. So I'm super excited to do this. The first time we've ever done this. So I'm very excited to have you guys um, experiment with me. Thank you, Amanda, for the invitation. Gracias por la invitación, Amanda. Gracias. Entonces nos presentamos también en español. Qué bonito, qué rico. Eh, yo soy Tania Piñeiro o Tania Irene Piñeiro. Soy originaria de México, eh, tengo 27 años y soy asociada de investigación en la, en la organización ACER, eh, que en inglés significa Hispanic Advocacy and Community Empowerment Through Research. Cualquier tema relacionado con la investigación y desarrollo de programas que favorezcan a la comunidad latina lo hacemos nosotros. Eh, mi nombre es Juan Pablo Higuera. Nuevamente, Amanda, agradecerte por la invitación. Yo soy originario de Colombia, tengo 30 años, también soy investigador asociado en hacer y muy, muy, muy emocionado de estar en esta entrevista contigo. Thank you, Amanda. All right, thank you, guys. So I wanted to start out asking you, you talked about it a little bit, but what is HACER and what is the mission of this organization in the community? HACER is the only Latino research nonprofit in the Midwest. It was born in 1988, and since then we have done research to collect data on the Latino community needs in order to design and develop programs that help people thrive in Minnesota, where projects are oriented to education, empowerment, health, leadership, and entrepreneurship, like this that one what, that we're currently developing in Rochester. Amanda, ser la única organización que existe en estos momentos eh, sin ánimo de lucro y latina en el Midwest. Eh, nosotros fuimos fundados en 1988 y desde entonces nos hemos dedicado a recolectar data, a hacer investigación de la comunidad latina, eh, para poder entender sus necesidades, poder diseñar y desarrollar programas que empoderen a nuestra comunidad, nuestros, y usualmente nuestros proyectos se han orientado en la educación, el empoderamiento latino, la salud, el liderazgo y el emprendimiento, como este que estamos trabajando en Rochester, creando Ando. Thank you, Amanda. You know, we're all entrepreneurial, all serving entrepreneurs and small businesses and, you know, making sure we're, we're serving who we, who we need to serve. So um, when we're thinking about that, what need um, did you guys see? Was there seen for an organization such as Hacer in the community? So what need is it, is it filling um, here in Minnesota? Well, Amanda, our founding members that was Ramsey County, Metro State University and Clues identified that there was not enough information about the Latino community back in 1988. And because of that, their needs were not properly addressed by the decision makers and other actors. And that's why they were committed to bring the reality that Latinos in Minnesota face every day to light to give voice to those that are not usually heard, that it's, it happens to be Latino community. Amanda, eh, los fundadores de ACER, que fueron el condado de Ramsey, la Universidad eh, Metro State University y Clues, eh, en 1988 identificaron que en esos tiempos no había información suficiente acerca de la comunidad latina en Minnesota y eso hacía que no se identificaran ni se reconocieran las necesidades reales de nuestra comunidad. Eh, entonces, ¿qué pasó? Se comprometieron estos, estas tres organizaciones a sacar a crear una organización que pudiera dar a luz, mostrar la realidad que los latinos enfrentaban en su día a día con el propósito de darle eh, una voz a una comunidad que usualmente no, es, no era y a veces sigue no siendo escuchada eh, como la nuestra, la comunidad latina. Thank you, Amanda. 
Um, so when we're talking about Hasser, what you guys are doing, what we're doing at Collider, it's all very service oriented. You know, I might be biased, but I feel that you have to have a strong passion to do this, this kind of work um, because it's, it's hard. Um, why were each of you drawn to um, do this type of work? As you well said, Amanda, it is hard and it is heartbreaking, but also it's super gratifying to do this kind of job. I've always enjoyed working with the most underserved communities back in my country. It was part of, it's been part of my life and it was, it did, and it started when I was volunteering in college. And since being in a foreign country always makes you feel homesick and miss your culture and traditions even more, oh, as well as because I'm far away from my family, right? So it just exacerbates the feeling. I didn't hesitate to reach out to my community and to community organizations in order to be more involved with my community, strengthen my roots while giving back a little bit of all that blessings that I have received in Minnesota since the day one I moved here. Te respondo en español, Amanda, sobre Tania. Tania, yo la conozco hace un año y me he dado cuenta lo apasionado, lo apasionada que es para trabajar o por trabajar por las comunidades más desatendidas. Me contaba ella que desde su época universitaria era voluntaria eh, y, y ser voluntaria siempre ha sido una parte de su vida. Cuando ella vino a Minnesota, empezó a buscar, eh, empezó, empezó a sentirse como homesick, lo que se dice en inglés, extrañaba la cultura, extrañaba la tradición de su país y empezó a buscar organizaciones que estuvieran involucradas con la comunidad latina en Minnesota. Eh, sentía que quería devolverle a la comunidad latina un poco de todas las bendiciones que ya había recibido desde que se mudó a Minnesota y ahí fue cuando se involucró en, en, en hacer con nosotros and Juan Pablo, do you want to tell us about your story and then I said in English? Oh, sure uh, So, yo, Juan Pablo eh, yo, yo me vine a Minnesota la primera vez en el 2010, Amanda me vine a hacer mi, mi pregrado en Mankato, Mankato State University y siempre estuve conectado con la comunidad latina del sur de Minnesota. Realmente, cuando volví a hacer el MBA en el año 2017, que empecé a trabajar con el Departamento de Grupos Comunitarios en la universidad, fue cuando realmente empecé a conocer bastante sobre los latinos de la zona rural del sur de Minnesota. Eh, aprendí a conocer de su historia, de sus logros y de cómo viven el día a día. Eh, me di cuenta de que los latinos en la zona rural hay veces son olvidados y eso me hizo decir buscar trabajar en una organización que tenga como objetivo el ayudar a los latinos de la zona rural. Quería y quiero aplicar mis conocimientos para que la comunidad latina de las zonas rurales tenga un mejor futuro trabajando en un mejor presente. Amanda, so Juan Pablo started his commitment to the community in 2010 since he was in college in Mankato because he always felt close to the Latino community in the southern Minnesota. But it was until he came back to make or to do his MBA that he started to work with the community of first department from the university. And it was then when he felt that he got to learn more about the Latinos living in the south of Minnesota. He learned about their roots, their history, their achievements and the daily activities. And he finally understood that there were that there are times when Latinos living in the south are forgotten which made him feel such an urge to work with an organization that understands and feels committed to help them thrive in the near future. Well, thanks both of you for sharing, you know, your reasons to do what you're doing. Um, very important work. So 
we're recording now in late May, May 21st, I believe it is. Um, and I feel, you know, everything we talk about is related to, to COVID. So just interested to hear, we talked a little bit about this before we started, but how has kind of COVID impacted what your day-to-day at Hacer, Um and what have been some of the biggest challenges and opportunities that you've seen during this, this time? Yes, anybody would say today, these are very interesting times. And as anybody else, COVID shook our world. Many of our quality and qualitative and quantitative research projects were stopped for a while due to the stay-home order, right? And we needed to connect with the people. We needed to do surveys. We needed to do a lot of things that it was impossible to do on, over online programs, or that's what we felt thought, first thought. However, it totally empowered us. It empowered us to think out of the box and reshape some of our ongoing projects and the way we approach to our community. A clear example of it is our program Creando Ando. It's rolled to an online version to keep up with this great initiative and with this new reality. And with this, we identify something that we never expected. By switching to online everything, we get closer to our community. Most of the times, we're always caught up by our daily routine, and sometimes it gets hard for us to connect with everybody. However, by being at home and making everything online, we realized that we were in contact with many more people than we ever thought, and it has been great. We love it. It is heartwarming to know that we're not alone in here and that together as Latino community, we have reached another level as society by challenging challenging ourselves and adapting to today's world's needs. I believe that COVID not only bring us a new reality, but also bring us to closer to each other. And that's been an incredible experience. Amanda, Amanda me pregunta que como el COVID-19 ha impactado nuestra organización, cómo ha impactado hacer y cuáles han sido algunos de los desafíos y las oportunidades que hemos encontrado. Y yo le digo a toda la comunidad latina que lo innegable es que el COVID sacudió al mundo. No podemos negar eso. Y muchos de nuestros proyectos de investigación cualitativos y cuantitativos han sido detenidos debido a la orden de todos quedarnos en casa. Habíamos tenido unos proyectos que nos parecían muy, muy, muy eh, llamativos. Estábamos trabajando en un proyecto de investigación para conocer el impacto económico que tenían los trabajadores indocumentados en la zona rural de Minnesota. Queríamos demostrar que realmente somos necesarios eh, aquí en Minnesota. Es un proyecto muy ambicioso y muy bonito y que ojalá podamos retomar lo antes posible. Pero también te, te quiero decir, Amanda, que esta situación nos ha empujado a pensar fuera de la caja, out of the box, como se dice en inglés. Y hemos rediseñado algunos de nuestros proyectos actuales cómo nos hace, y de cómo nos acercamos a la población, porque la forma de interactuar ha cambiado 100%. Un ejemplo claro, como decía Tania, es este proyecto de Creando Ando. El proyecto se rediseñó para que se pudiera adaptar a una modalidad completamente en línea. ¿Y qué crees? Cuando empezamos a hacer este tipo de cambios, a trabajar en línea, sentimos un mayor acercamiento con la comunidad. La verdad es un poco curioso. Eh, la mayoría del tiempo, Amanda, si te soy honesto, estábamos acostumbrados a vivir en nuestra rutina diaria y era difícil conectar con todo el mundo. Pero creemos que al estar todos en casa y al hacer todo diferente y en línea, nos hemos dado cuenta que estábamos en contacto con más gente de la que nosotros alguna vez nos imaginamos. Y nos hemos dado cuenta con este proyecto de Creando Ando. Y la verdad ha sido bien, bien emocionante. 
finalmente, eh, Amanda, te comparto que ha sido muy reconfortante eh, y se lo digo a toda la comunidad latina que nos está escuchando, saber que ninguno de nosotros está solo en estos momentos y que, comunidad, y que como comunidad latina que somos, hemos nos hemos desafiado a nosotros mismos y nos hemos adaptado a un nuevo estilo de vida y forma de hacer las cosas. Y yo creo que somos de las comunidades más resilientes que hay en este país, porque nos hemos enfrentado a diferentes adversarios y los hemos siempre sobrepasado. Eh, thank you, Amanda. I think it's interesting when you both said that um, in a sense, this has allowed you to have contact with more people. And I think that's been true. That's what we're seeing as well. So it'll be interesting moving forward. You know, I feel like there has to be a balance between both, at least what we're thinking of it at Collider. You know, it sometimes it opens up accessibility for, you know, people who need to be at home in the evenings, um, especially people with kids. But there's also something to say about kind of that in-person piece and, you know, people who, who don't have um, the space or the, the connectivity to do that. So I think there'll be some kind of balance and innovation moving forward of how entrepreneurial activities and events are held. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens uh, moving forward. Um, but yeah, so yes. we're here today. We wanted to talk about Creando Ando. So, you know, Aster, you have programs all across the state um, in Minneapolis and St. James um, and tons of places, but you're doing this here in Rochester. So can you, let's talk a little bit, what is Criando Ando and what is the mission of this project? Yes, thank you, Amanda. And we're super happy to be here to talk about this because it's, this is our little baby or little pilot project in Rochester and we couldn't be more happy and, and grateful for it. Grand Oando was born by realizing that minority communities in the United States are the ones who start their own business the most, but only as their last resource. It is not, it is not in their heads as, oh, I was born to be an entrepreneur, or I was born to create my own business, but it is a resource of a lack of opportunities. However, these same businesses are the ones with the highest rate of closing in the market. And why is this? Because between many of the reasons are that Latinos or entrepreneurs within the minority communities are the ones who have limited access to capital. They have a reduced administrative and entrepreneurial knowledge. And along with it, they have an outstanding lack of market knowledge. We have a lot of barriers that we have to come up with and we have to confront and put up with. And we just realize that it is hard and it is not as easy as to say, I'm gonna sell whatever I can do best in my kitchen, right? It comes along with more knowledge and skills that some people or most of us are not ready to just bring it on. Creando Ando is an innovative program that aims to rebuild self-confidence and an entrepreneurial spirit for Latinos through design thinking methods. And that's why we believe that it was just a matter of a lack of skills that were separating Latino communities from becoming good and successful business entrepreneurs. Our program, as I said, is a pilot program in Rochester, and it's fully oriented to our community in the city. Our mission with this is to make it easy for Latinos in Rochester to start a business. We cannot thank enough 
we cannot thank all the organizations enough that have helped us to make it happen, especially ACLA, the DMC, Rochester City, and of course, you guys, Collider. You have been amazing with us. Amanda, te cuento un poco de cómo nació Creando Ando. Eh, para toda la comunidad hispana, latina que nos está escuchando, les cuento un poco y los invito a que conozcan un poco más de Creando Ando en nuestras plataformas eh, digitales. Creando Ando nació bajo la premisa o la idea de que usualmente las comunidades minoritarias, no, entre ellos nosotros los latinos, somos los que más estamos emprendiendo en Estados Unidos, somos los que más creamos negocios, somos los que durante la crisis del 2008 Sacamos adelante este país creando pequeños restaurantes, creando pequeñas lavanderías, creando pequeños negocios que son lo que realmente mueve la economía. Eh, infortunadamente, nos, estas comunidades minoritarias, entre ellas nosotros los latinos, somos los que tenemos la mayor tasa de cierre de negocio. O sea que después de tres años somos los que más estamos eh, cerrando el negocio porque no está siendo rentable. Y se debe a muchas razones. Muchas de eh, una de ellas es falta de acceso a capital, otra es eh, bajo conocimiento administrativo, financiero, de publicidad, eh, de manejo de contabilidad, eh, también falta de conocimiento empresarial, hay veces falta de también miedo, falta de eh, confianza personal, eh, falta de conocimiento de mercado y esto hace que nuestros emprendimientos no prosperen ni trasciendan. Eh, con Creando Ando y como decía Tania, eh, estamos tratando de hacer algo innovador. Es un programa innovador enfocado 100% en, en ustedes, la comunidad latina. ¿Y qué esperamos? Esperamos construir confianza personal. Esperamos construir un espíritu emprendedor a través del de pensamiento de diseño, que es Design Thinking en inglés. Eh, y que es un programa, es un proyecto, es un, es un, digamos, trabajo muy bonito porque a través de ideas colectivas, a través de ideas individuales, se llegan a, sol a soluciones colectivas. Este es un proyecto piloto que estamos trabajando en Rochester. El proyecto es 100% diseñado con un enfoque cultural latino. Eh, nuestra misión y la misión de Creando Ando es que el emprender sea más sencillo para los latinos. Y nuevamente, y en español, quiero agradecer a todas las organizaciones que nos han apoyado a que este proyecto piloto empiece a dar sus primeros pinos, empiece a dar sus primeros pasos. Queremos agradecer a ACLA, queremos agradecer al DMC, queremos agradecer a la ciudad de Rochester y claramente a Collider y especialmente a Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm really excited to see um, this moving forward and, and what you guys can do in the community here. Um, like we were talking about, you know, Hacer works all over Minnesota. You know, why, why were you looking for this specific program for Criando Ando in, in Rochester? What was the need locally um, for a program like this? I believe that, and thank you for this question, I believe it's really important because according to the Minnesota State Demographic Center, by the year 2035, Rochester will have a growth of 12.3%. And this growth will be led by the Latino community. <laughs> that will grow 50.2% in the near future. That's why because of this clear expansion of the presence of the community, We believe it is important to prepare ourselves and take over those areas that requires more specialized workers every day. We know that our presence is totally noticeable by giving these numbers, but we want to be there as a resource that people want to look at when they, whenever they need specialized workers. 
Rochester will be expanding because of the growth linked to the presence of the destination medical center. Another thing that totally brings more or opens more jobs for many people in the city, and that's why Latinos have to be prepared for this. The Destination Medical Center is the most ambitious project of Minnesota. This city, Rochester, it is, is seen or presented as the new platform for economic growth. And I don't know if you heard of this, but Rochester is boosting their women and minority business goals as well as their workforce compliance initiative, which promotes and incentivizes the development of minority-owned businesses in the area. If new businesses register themselves as minority business, they will have more opportunity to be part of a bidding process led by the DNC. And a clear example of these new efforts and, and those little minority businesses companies that have made it through already are remodeling DL or textile fabricators. They're doing a great job in this, and they are being the pioneers on this new program. Thank you, Tania. Um, Amanda, te respondo. ¿Por qué decidimos, Amanda me está preguntando que por qué decidimos eh, empezar este proyecto creando Ando en Rochester y cuál creemos que fue la necesidad? Después de hacer una investigación junto con Tania, encontramos que el Departamento Demográfico de Minnesota proyecta que la población de Rochester tendrá un crecimiento del 12.3% para el 2035, que después de las Twin Cities es la ciudad que más estaría creciendo. Pero tengan en cuenta esto, comunidad latina que les estoy me están escuchando. El crecimiento de esta población será liderado por ustedes, por los latinos, con un crecimiento del 50.2%. ¿Eso qué significa? Que al crecer la población latina... Todos, incluido, pues hacer fue lo que pensó, pues que realmente la comunidad latina tiene que tener un rol, una actuación más preponderante, más importante en la economía de la ciudad de Rochester. Eh, tenemos que pensar en abrir más negocios, tenemos que pensar en que, en que tenemos que tener un, 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 un rol mucho más, más llamativo ahí. Sumado a este crecimiento demográfico que tendrá la ciudad, se suma el proyecto del Centro Médico como destino o DMC por sus siglas en inglés el proyecto es el más ambicioso el proyecto de infraestructura más ambicioso que hay en, en Minnesota es un proyecto que va hasta de aquí a 20 años más muchos millones de inversión eh, y este, este plan presenta una oportunidad para grupos minoritarios para que realmente se involucren activamente en la economía de Rochester eh, todos me imagino que queremos un Rochester más incluyente para los latinos ¿qué más nos gustaba de Rochester? ¿o qué nos llamó la atención de Rochester? es que esta ciudad presenta una plataforma como ninguna otra ciudad en Minnesota debido a la iniciativa, lo voy a decir en inglés, Women and Minority Business Goals and Workforce Compliance Initiative, que es una iniciativa para incentivar la creación de nuevos emprendimientos de minorías y de mujeres. Eh, ¿Qué es lo que busca Creando Ando? Queremos que en, lo, en el futuro, a corto plazo, nuevos negocios de minorías se certifiquen como minorías en el estado de Minnesota para que puedan participar en las licitaciones que hace el, el Centro Médico como destino, el proyecto. Y hay algunos ejemplos que ya están licitando con, con, con este proyecto. Lo son como Remodeling DL, eh, que es una empresa de, de construcción, y Textile Fabricators, que es otra empresa que, que, que está en Rochester. Eh, la, la, mayor, la mayor necesidad que encontramos en Rochester es la falta de aprovechamiento que está teniendo la comunidad latina en que es una ciudad que está brindando muchas oportunidades, posiblemente como ninguna otra ciudad. 
Entonces realmente consideramos que hay una, un, un, un gap que no se ha eh, llenado que lo podemos aprovechar nosotros los latinos. Thank you, Amanda. Both of you said this is a pilot project. This is like a baby um, to you guys, you know, you, growing it, um, planning it, rolling it out into the community, um, which is a, a massive undertaking. Um, but at the end of this, what does success look like for Criando Ando? What do you, what's your goal to accomplish in the community here in Rochester? Well, Amanda, I know that that's a tricky answer because even though we do have set goals, we also expect to hear from the community as well. And with these said, our goals would be having two types of results, one quantitative and another qualitative. In the, in the first one, the quantitative one, we're looking to have two new businesses by the end of the project. These two new businesses will be developed by two of our, of our participants and perhaps by the end of the year, have them being registered as minority businesses. Of course, if there is more than two, we would be over exceeding our, our vision, but if not with two, we would feel grateful and we would feel that we achieved those, um, we will achieve our mission for this project. And on the other hand, in a qualitative one, We expect our 12 participants to feel that they have a bigger understanding on what's entrepreneurship and a business plan, as well as to report a better confidence in their business skills. As I said at the beginning of this answer, we really expect our people or participants to tell us how they feel. We would love to, tell, to hear that they feel more confident on that they will achieve those personal goals And that even if it's not right now, they are committed and already set to their new path of success. Because opening a new business is not something that it just happens when one day that you wake up from, that you wake up and you feel so ready to start a business, right? But we just want them to have the confidence and the commitment to their own hopes and dreams for them to feel ready and achieve them. With that, I believe, I personally believe that we will be in another different level. And that I, and I'm sure that Juan Pablo feels the same. It will make us feel it will make us feel very grateful on the job that we all as different organizations collaborating for this project have done. Gracias, Tania. Thank you, Tania. Eh, Amanda me está preguntando que cómo consideraría ser que creando o cómo ve hacer que creando ando sea un éxito, que el proyecto sea un éxito. Y como decía Tania, esta pregunta tiene, esta pregunta es engañosa, porque realmente, aunque nos hemos puesto unos, unas metas muy específicas, sabemos que el emprender, el incentivar a emprender, no es fácil. Eh, yo creo que puedo también hablar por Tania y este es nuestro proyecto y ojalá nos estén escuchando en nuestra organización, pero este es nuestro proyecto preferido. Es como nuestro bebé, lo hemos trabajado, lo hemos creado, lo hemos diseñado y realmente en este proyecto piloto le estamos poniendo el 120% para que sea un éxito. Y nos hemos puesto dos metas muy específicas, una cuantitativa y una cualitativa, Amanda. En la cuantitativa queremos que al menos dos negocios al final de este proyecto se puedan registrar como empresas en Minnesota. 
literalmente ya registrada legalmente y que esté en el transcurso de certificarse como minoría, como Minority Business Enterprise. Sabemos que no es fácil, sabemos que es un, un, una meta ambiciosa, pero confiamos en que vamos a crear dos nuevos negocios, por lo menos legalmente estructurados en Minnesota al final de Creando Ando. Y de manera cualitativa, cualitativa queremos que de los 12 participantes que van a estar en Creando Ando, eh, queremos sentir que ellos obtuvieron un mayor conocimiento interno en su perspectiva sobre el emprendimiento, sobre confianza personal, sobre cómo hacer un elevator pitch o una venta de tres minutos, como se dice o como se traduce a español, y de tener un conocimiento básico de un desarrollo de plan de negocios. Eh, para evaluar esta segunda, lo que vamos a estar haciendo es encuestas personales sobre qué tal le pareció el taller, qué aprendió en el taller, eh, qué aprendió en la sesión y qué aprendió en el proyecto en general. Eh, los resultados del proyecto serán compartidos en, en un reporte final que se presentará en febrero del próximo año, del 2021. Aprovecho y, y lo voy a decir en español, Itania, por favor, tú dilo ahorita en inglés. Se nos olvidó, eh, no queremos o queremos aprovechar esta pregunta para también agradecerle a Rochester Foundation eh, por el apoyo y la confianza que nos dio en este proyecto. Um, and Amanda, as Juan Pablo was saying, We want to we wanna thank extensively to Rochester Foundation for all the support given to this project. It's been a pleasure to work with them and we really appreciate all the faith they have put on us. And I would also like to add for those that are listening in English that all our project outcomes will be presented in a report next February. February 2021, please look for the, look for the project development results in our website because we will be giving and sharing all the information that we gather and collect through all these workshops. So what's, can people still get involved in um, the program? And if so, how can they learn more? It's really simple and they still are on time to be part of this, get to know more about this. And also if the time runs out, tell us that they are interested so we can plan ahead accordingly. Um, they just need to fill out the survey that we developed for the community in Rochester. It's really easy. It's a really simple form. And as soon as they finish it, they can share it um, with us to Juan Pablo and myself through via email. His email is juanpablo.pablo at acer mn.org and mine is Tanya T-A-N-I-A at acer-mn.org and they, if they cannot find this survey in our website or any of our social media platforms, please don't wait until the last day and reach out to us via email because this is a great opportunity and it's free of cost And it will totally be a life changer if you really want to. Gracias, Tania. Eh, Amanda pregunta de cómo la gente puede involucrarse en el proyecto y si todavía pueden involucrarse en este programa. Todavía, si me están escuchando, Comunidad Latina de Rochester, todavía pueden involucrarse en este programa Creando Ando, el cual es totalmente gratis para ustedes. Lo único que tienen que hacer es llenar una encuesta que hemos desarrollado eh, para conocerlos un poco más, para saber quién va 
a estar participando en estos proyectos para saber qué necesidades tiene cada uno como individuo y poder solucionarlas como colectivo. Eh, lo único que tienen que hacer es buscar la encuesta que tenemos eh, publicada en nuestras redes sociales, Facebook, Instagram o en nuestra página web. Eh, hacer www.hacer-mn.org en el caso de que no encuentren la encuesta, por favor comuníquense con nosotros, comuníquense con Tania, el correo de Tania es tania.hacer-mn.org es una excelente trabajadora y le responderá bastante rápido y o comuníquense conmigo, mi correo es juan.pablo.hacer-mn.org también trataré de responderles bastante rápido. Muchísimas gracias eh, thank you, Amanda. And we can put, or I can put the link um, to your survey as well as your emails in kind of the show notes that go underneath here. So people should be able to find it as well. So we can get that to them for sure. Um, so I'll wrap up by asking you, um, where is the best place to learn more about Hacer? And besides email, <laughs> uh, what's the best way for people to connect? Well, as we said, we're very active in our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But if you want to know more about our previous projects, about new initiatives, announcements, or even internship opportunities, we invite you all to please go to our website, acer-mn.org, O-R-G. It will be everything it is posted Everything is posted there and it's really easy for you to walk through the website and find everything you're looking for. Please stay tuned, don't miss a thing and register to all our programs because they're all free for you to use. Gracias, Tania. Eh, Amanda me pregunta, nos pregunta que cuál es el mejor lugar, lugar para estar conectados con nosotros, con hacer. El, el mejor lugar para estar conectado es nuestra página web wwwhacer mn.org eh, y a través de nuestras redes sociales en Facebook, en Instagram en Twitter, siempre estamos compartiendo acerca de diferentes proyectos que estamos trabajando, estamos compartiendo acerca de data eh, que hemos recolectado de nuestras investigaciones estamos compartiendo oportunidades de pasantías también para verano, para, para otoño eh, entonces realmente estén muy atentos a lo que nosotros estamos eh, siempre compartiendo en nuestras redes sociales. Les agradezco a todos los oyentes. Muchísimas gracias. Eh, to the English speakers, thank you very much. And please stay tuned. Awesome. Well, Tanya, Juan Pablo, thank you so much for your time this evening. Thank you for this wonderful um, conversation. I'm really excited um, to see what you guys do here in Rochester um, in the next, over the summer. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, we will send you uh, the... We're going to switch papers now. Tani is going to speak in Spanish. So <laughs> thank you, Amanda. We're going to send you the, the link for the survey. And again, thank you for the opportunity. Muchas, muchas, muchas gracias, Amanda. No podemos decirte cuán contentos estamos de que nos hayas invitado, de tener la oportunidad de trabajar contigo y tu equipo, Jamie, y tú son increíbles y hemos encontrado un gran apoyo y a la comunidad hispana que nos escucha en Rochester muchas gracias por creer en las organizaciones que trabajamos por y para ustedes yo no me excluyo todos en la comunidad nos sentimos felices de poder acercarnos a aquellos que 
que les interesen y si aún no se han dado la oportunidad de acercarse a Collider o a hacer o viceversa, háganlo porque la verdad estamos aquí para ustedes. Muchas gracias y no se pierda nada. Thank you very much, Amanda. Thanks so much to Tanya and Juan Pablo for joining us on the podcast today. Again, you can find the survey to get involved with Creando Ando through the link in our show notes. You can learn more about Hasir as well on their website at hasir-mn.org. And again, the links to both of those are in our show notes as well as links to Tanya and Juan Pablo's emails. So check it out there. So it was so much fun to record this podcast today and I'm so grateful to Tanya and Juan Pablo for taking time and to uh, be patient with me throughout this podcast and to be willing to do this on Zoom, which always comes with its own unique challenges. We're always looking for suggestions of great Rochester-based entrepreneurs to have on the podcast. So if you have a suggestion of a great Rochester entrepreneur, let us know and send us an email at rochesterrising at gmail.com. If our mission to amplify the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs aligns with that of your business, consider also becoming a sponsor of the podcast. You can find out more information by sending us an email again at rochesterrising at gmail.com, or you can also fill out the sponsor form on our website at rochesterrising.org for more information about that. That's a wrap for us for the podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen in to your podcast content so that you never miss a story of innovation and entrepreneurship coming out of Rochester, Minnesota. We'll see you here next week with a brand new episode.